1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Good Sunday morning to you. It is 10.07, Sunday, September 17th. Welcome to The Huddle. Dave Schwartz, Pete and Charlie Weiss. Great to have you with us as well on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh no Vikings football today, so you can get all that housework done that you have to get done today and you have <laughs> no excuse. I know I don't. Um been a rough week for football in the state this week, Pete. Both the Vikings and mm-hmm. the Gophers uh, dropped their games this week. Vikings on uh, Thursday night football and the Gophers yesterday to North Carolina. Uh, a couple of these lo- one one losses bothers me more than the other, but I'll I'll save that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um your thoughts on the Gophers yesterday losing to North Carolina, 31-13, the final score. I think the final score doesn't necessarily tell the whole story of the game. What do you walk away with from this?
2: You know, um, I, I was a little bit concerned. I, I realize we have injuries in the secondary. Uh, you know, that's something that is tough to go overcome at any level, especially college level. Um and Drake may we actually made him look like the guy that he was last year to some degree. Uh, you know, last year he had an unbelievable year, had great, uh um, he, he, didn't, he threw a few interceptions, not too many Threw a lot of touchdowns. He's at a point now in his career where people are talking about him, maybe being the second, third, fourth pick in the entire draft. Uh, that's how much people were thinking about him. So to go up against him, but, uh, give up 400 plus yards, a mm-hmm. couple of touchdowns. I know we got some interceptions, but, uh, they really just kind of had their way with us. Uh, and, and some of those were those big plays, but those big plays are what you're looking for when you're a big time quarterback like him. And, you know, we just hadn't had, we had no answer defensively for McCullum. Uh, he was kind of just ripping us apart. And, you know, anytime you get a guy who's got 15 catches, uh, in a game, he's really done something special. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I like the fact that Darius Taylor has now stood up two weeks in a row. He's our running back. He's our leader. Um, I think Sean Tyler's okay, but he, he didn't have much opportunity yesterday, but yeah. Darius Taylor just is a, a big, strong kid. Uh, you know, he just, uh, he just, he runs like he's bigger than he is actually. And he's, yeah. he's fun to watch. I think he's, I think he's good. And, and unfortunately Kelly Manis had a, you know, a really down day, you know, he yeah. didn't have, you know, he had no production really, uh, you know, he didn't have any yards. He had an interception, didn't have a touchdown. It just was not a, a great passing day for the Gophers. And, I'm not sure what I attribute it to. Uh, Maybe, maybe you saw something different than I did, Dave. But he just, uh, you know, he he doesn't look like the guy that the confidence that we saw last year as a freshman when he walked onto the field. He looks different.
0: I didn't love Pete, and and you're a much better football mind than I am. So please feel free to tell me I'm an (laughs) idiot. But there were there were a couple times this season, and in specific yesterday, Mm -hmm. that I didn't love some of the offensive play calling, and I didn't think it really set him up. Um, Mm -hmm. In in specific Excuse me, the first one And I went to this, the third quarter They're down a touchdown, and and this wasn't Kelly This is Cole Kramer in there At this point, you're down a touchdown You have your backup quarterback in there You've gone nearly eight minutes And about 40 to 45 yards On a drive, Mm -hmm. plenty of time Left, Mm -hmm. why are you Going deep into double coverage over the Middle, why is that pass pattern even There yeah, and, and at that point, too, your, your running back has been phenomenal. I guess I, I, it was one of two times that I felt like, hmm, I didn't love that play call. The other one was, I think it was third, also second half, third and two. Third and two. And your running back, Darius Taylor, I believe at this point, is either close to or already over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Why are you rolling out a Galliak-Manus on a naked boot? and And – uh, he needs to understand i didn't you can't see all the past patterns maybe he's seeing you know i'm certainly we're armchair quarterbacking here and i'm was never a quarterback, but I feel like that's not exactly setting him up to succeed in that moment you know and, and either either get the first down and then see what you can do, but he's not veteran enough to know okay i'm I'm booting out here. I really need to, okay, what's my pass patterns? Who am I going to look at? He just looked lost. He looked like he was only looking a couple yards down the field and couldn't find anybody, and then he gets sacked. So yeah. he didn't have the greatest day, don't get me wrong. But every now and then throughout the season, and there was another, it may have been the first game of the season where it's fourth and maybe it was the second game, fourth in a couple. Again, Cali Manis on a naked boot, and, he, and he's taken down uh, in behind the line of scrimmage by one of the defenders. I just don't think that that he's... There yet. He's not there enough to go, okay, I gotta look at my check down. I have to throw the ball away if we have more downs left. I that's just a maturity thing for me. That's what I saw yesterday. I don't know if you saw that same thing, but that was there were a couple times where I went, ah, I don't know that I'd call that play there. Right. Well, and
2: and to your point, Dave, and you're right. Um I, I think the problem is this. Really good coaches they they continue to do what whatever it is that is in front of them that's working. You don't try to get too cute. You don't have right. to be overcoaching. You don't have to change things just because last week we ran the ball 56 times against Eastern Michigan. And let me tell you, in my opinion, had we run the ball 40, 50 times maybe during the game, mm-hmm. we probably would have had a better opportunity to be in the game to have an opportunity to win the football game. I'm not saying that changes the game enough to make us win, but – you know, Taylor last week had almost 200 yards. This week he has 160 yards or 130 yards, mm-hmm. rather, or whatever it is. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. And I'll give you a great example of this. And I'm just going to jump real quick for the Vikings. Yeah. What did Philadelphia do against the Vikings? They had success running the ball. So what did they do? Yeah. They ran the ball.
0: They just kept and they out. kept
2: running the ball. And they Bingo. kept running the ball. That's what good coaches do. They take what they give you. And if they're giving you the pass, keep on throwing. You're if right. they give you the run, keep on running. And and here's another thing. And you and I've talked about this several times before. I think the world of of Span Ford. Mm-hmm. I think he is a great young man. He's got a great family, a big kid. And someday next year in 2024, we're going to be saying people are going to be saying, "Now where did that kid play?" Yeah. I mean, because he's unbelievable. He, yeah. You know, he's got size, he's got strength, he's got speed, he's got agility, and yet for whatever reason, they're never going to associate it with the University of Minnesota because we don't throw him the ball.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> when don't... they do, it's behind him, and it yeah, turns into it, yeah. You know, it's not or at six,
2: or at six foot eight, they throw it near <laughs> his feet. I mean, it's, I've never <laughs> understood that whole thing, and it, it it bothers me because as a linebacker, and I've said it a thousand times on the radio and TV over the years. You, you, you always allow the tight end to catch the ball because you don't want the deep curl behind you to get caught. So yeah. you get in that lane, you let the tight end catch the ball, and guys like Gronkowski take advantage of that, and all of a sudden they're superstars and Kelsey and all these guys. Yeah. And, and that's what's happened over the years. And yet, quarterbacks and, and head coaches never seem to get it. They mm-hmm. just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, <exactly>. it's rare. <laughs>
0: and so now you, you, you get back, um, you get Northwestern next yeah. week. Um, correct? Is it Northwestern up next yeah, it at is. home? Yeah. So that that can be a, a, a pretty good comeback game, hopefully, for them. Let me ask you this, Pete, because I was, as I'm watching Drake May yesterday, and maybe my bar was just a little too high, and again, I say this, he had 400 yards passing, over 400 <laughs> yards passing, so it seems silly, <laughs> but I what, and it's hard to not draw parallels to Mitch Trubisky just because of the mm-hmm. school and, and all that, but There were a couple of throws that I saw of him that I thought, that's not really an NFL caliber throw. The one on the Mm – they they didn't score on I think he got down to the one or or two-yard line. But had he hit his wide receiver in stride like he should have, that was an easy touchdown, but he threw it behind him. He he couldn't – he didn't have the arm strength to get it there. And maybe he just needs to get stronger, and certainly scouts will look at him and go, wait, listen, I can do this, I can do this. But as good as he was yesterday, and maybe I just built him up so high in my mind – Mm -hmm. i'm not in the same place as i was before yesterday's game on drake may
2: no i i I would agree with you and i would say that this year he's not the same quarterback he was last year last year he was absolutely lighting it up he looked great he looked comfortable didn't throw interceptions threw for a lot of yards and that's why a lot of people were projecting him to be so good this year and a heisman trophy you know candidate at least Mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things and he has not lived up to it at all this year. He's throwing interceptions. Uh, yes, he had a lot of yards, like you said, but you know there there are yards that really matter and yards that, right. that matter less. And and I think he got in that that matter less kind of category. Yeah. So you know, and it's not to rip Drake May at all. It's just mm-hmm. that he he doesn't seem to be the guy that he was last year. And I can't I can't tell you why, but I will say this: we got to go to Northwestern, Dave. Not they're not a home Thank game; you. they're at Northwestern, but. Okay. You know, this is a, a terrible team. I And when I say that, I, I'm not trying to denigrate that, but they're awful. They really yeah. are. And they had everything happen this offseason. We all know the story, so we don't have to go over that. But, you know, I, I, I think it's something where Duke showed us what they could do. And mm-hmm. by the way, they have a really good quarterback. They like to throw the ball. They they ran the ball 40 times on Northwestern yesterday for almost 300 yards. That's what good coaches do. You let the team tell you and dictate what can you do. So if the Gophers rush for more than 40 attempts, I
0: will guarantee you a win. <laughs> I like that, Pete. I like it. Well, yeah. They should, right? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they should be able to. Northwestern's pretty bad. The, the way Taylor's <laughs> been running the ball, you, you'd mm-hmm. think he won't have any issues. Uh, well, so now the team is 2-1, is uh, you know, with, with Northwestern up next. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I, I mean, does does yesterday really change a whole lot for you? It doesn't necessarily f- for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think we knew what this team was. I'm a little discouraged by the the synergy between the coaching and, and Cali Manis That can be fixed. I still think he has a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. So for me, yesterday's loss doesn't give me a whole lot of worry level. I'm at like a 2. Where are you at?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I— I'm right there with you. I would say this: that when I looked at the schedule, I thought, "Well, Nebraska is most likely a win. Eastern mm-hmm. Michigan is going to be a win. North Carolina, we likely lose because we're going on the road to a, a highly ranked no. team, top twenty team. So expected, yeah. But but what bothers me, Dave, is uh, you know I expect the defense to always be the defense that we expect them to be, which is a, a high end. They were top five last year in a lot of categories. They gave up 26 first downs to North Carolina yesterday. And, and, and the third down conversion side of it uh, was, was outrageous. And that, that was not characteristic of, of the defense coordinator or the defenses that we've seen with the Gophers for a long time. So that was pretty disappointing because I'm looking past, I I know you don't, well, I'm not a player, so I can't, I'm looking past, (laughs) I'm looking past Northwestern and Louisiana. I'm looking past both those, but then you got Michigan and then you got Iowa. Michigan State's awful. Illinois is average to below average. They're just not there. Purdue might be better than we thought. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start go, adding up these wins and losses. Ohio State looks like they finally found their quarterback. And, you know, I don't know what to think of Wisconsin. So it's yeah. it's going to be a bouncing around kind of a year. And and it's, um, I think, more so than ever. and And we've got our work cut out for us with Michigan and Iowa mm-hmm. and I'd say for sure Ohio State. I don't know about Wisconsin at this point. And Purdue starts to look a little bit better each week, I think.
0: Where are you at out there? would love to hear from you on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. 651-461-9226. Did yesterday give you more worry for the Gophers or less? We're always worried. We're Minnesota sports fans. So we, I don't say, are you worried or not? Because we're always worried. But what level of concern <laughs> <laughs> do you have? Uh, We'll talk more Gophers as we continue on the show this morning. But we'll switch up to the NFL coming up next. Aaron Rodgers is still a topic of conversation, despite the fact that he no longer has an Achilles in one of his legs. We'll talk about that coming up next on The Huddle. Welcome back to The Huddle. Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line lighting up here with Gopher Chatter. The Gopher game yesterday just highlights the canyon in both coaching ability and on-field talent between the extraordinarily mediocre Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Nebraska teams of the Big Ten, ACC, lower our expectations we won't be disappointed. Well, that's always a possibility. Uh, yesterday's game was hard. This is Don in St. Peter said, yesterday's game was hard to swallow, but I always have hope for the Gophers. I, you know, Pete, just to, to put a ball on this, I think you and I both thought this to start. Um, I, I never really expected them to, to win the game. I think that I actually thought the score was a little bit, uh is not indicative because i do you know they add a touchdown late but it doesn't concern me a whole lot i i kind of had this marked as an l the whole time
2: yeah absolutely i think when you look at that and you're going on the road for the first time you've got your young quarterback and you've got another young quarterback but has a heck of a lot of experience last year at home with their own crowd excitement that they had i i think that uh to think we were going to go down there and steal that one would have been a stretch right. for sure. I right. think it, I think, you know, but, and if it happens, fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. then everybody's, you know, dancing in the streets and uptown or whatever. That's right. But,
0: <laughs> as long as but, they're not setting fire to dumpsters, we're good. Yeah. You
2: don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, but you have fun about it anyway. But uh, yeah, they, I, I don't think that, uh, the expectations were that we were going to yeah. take that game. So, uh, this one's uh, okay, but next week, <laughs> if if we stumble at Northwestern, which we will not, I don't oh think gosh. PGA would ever do that. But uh, that that is that will be an inexcusable.
3: For yeah, sure. It's it's not too long ago that this Gopher team beat a, a pretty good Auburn team team down yes. in the South for a bowl win. So I I don't know if you know I I, agree I was that game it was excellent. Uh, they're, you know one hundred percent. I think there is a middle ground of college football teams, and you know teams yes. have up and down years. Maybe it's a down year for the Big Ten and up for the rest but uh, those things ebb and flow i still think and i'm, I'm gonna bang this drum until i'm absolutely you know <laughs> proved to be an idiot
0: and i will i still think people forget how young and inexperienced Ethan cali Manis is mm-hmm. and and the skills that he had he can get better i i do really truly believe that um and i, I do think he will at some point and and mm-hmm. i think when he hits his stride we will see that he's a better quarterback than we've had in a while yeah and there so, were downs
3: I mean there were downs yesterday where you had Darius Taylor true freshman Callie McManus right. and even even Johnson the tackle actually the true freshman tackle on the offensive line came in for a few games so I mean you, you're having true freshmen in these big uh in these big areas
0: you got to build right I mean that's that's how you do in college football unless you're Deion yep. Sanders and you just kick everybody else out and bring in a whole new program but <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Keep them coming on the City's 1 plumbing Talk text line 651 461 In the NFL, um, I, I, I couldn't actually believe what I was seeing watching the Monday Night Football game, uh, Jets and uh, I believe the Bills. Mm-hmm. And in four plays in, Aaron Rodgers goes down. And I, I, I'm, I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the Im- improbableness of it because let's be honest. NFL wants Aaron Rodgers playing, but the second best thing is for people to continue to talk about him in the largest media market and everywhere else while he's not even playing. And it's just incredible how much, genera- how much buzz this guy generates. So Aaron Rodgers uh, rips his – ruptures his Achilles tendon. He has a surgery referred to as a bridge. So they bridged it, which I think probably uh, Dr. Charlie is a fancy word
3: for saying they reattached it, right? <laughs> I mean, they say it's some sort of fancy new procedure. Fancy yeah, new procedure. Know. Give me a break. Okay, fancy new procedure.
0: <laughs> but anyway, Aaron Rodgers says he's, he, he he does not shut the door. He <laughs> says he might be back, could possibly be back, if the Jets make the postseason. So I did a little uh, Googling and uh, looked first. My first question was, is this even in a normal human being possible? And and uh, WebMD puts the, <laughs> the recovery time on an Achilles tendon at at least four to six months. Pete, did you ever rupture your Achilles when you played?
2: Thank goodness, no. I had okay. a lot of a uh, lo- lot of other things in the knees, but yeah. never with my uh, Achilles, no. So four to
0: six months at best. And let's just say this works really well, and he could be back at three, right? So just in time uh, for the postseason. Mm-hmm. Here's my first question. Hmm. Does he really, on on a hobbled Achilles, give you a better chance to win? Than, than Zach Wilson, and I'm not Zach Wilson's not great, and his confidence is shaken. But would you really take if if his Achilles is not all there, and he can't even move around? Not that Aaron Rodgers is all that mobile anyway. I don't know, even if he could come back, if they would want him in there uh, to play. Is, is Aaron Rodgers on one leg better than Zach Wilson on two? I don't know. But here's my other thing that I just kept thinking about this week, kept running back in my head. Could Aaron Rodgers? Do it and make it back. Maybe he's he's otherworldly in terms of quarterback talent. He does things that other quarterbacks uh, for the most part can't do. But the other thing that comes to me is should he come back? And I and I just this is always hard for me because I was not a professional athlete. It's hard for people, including myself, to understand when you dedicate so much of your life to something and then you have to walk away. But he's got nothing. I don't know what else he has to prove. And I don't know what, what keeps him going that he feels like he has to. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. He proved to everybody that he should have been drafted higher than he was uh, in his draft year and shunned in the, you know, the, the, the videos of him sitting there in the draft room. Mm-hmm. What else does he have to prove? What else? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Is it going to take for him to say, I've done enough. It's time, it's time for me to just, to just walk away. I don't get it. I don't know why he keeps doing. Why he keeps it's going?
2: A, I think it's just his competitiveness, you know, and, and and who he is. And I think he does love the. Limelight. You know, he likes to be in there. He wants to be on with Pat McAfee. You know, he wants to wants to do all that as a player and everything else. So I think I think it's really interesting. I, I, here I'll I will finish this whole thing with this though. There's there is a lot of talk about free agency and trades. Jameis Winston, Teddy Mm -hmm. Bridgewater, Detroit, you know. You also have Kirk Cousins' name keeps coming up and coming up with people. Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz. So I don't think that we're necessarily just going to have Zach Wilson. I think that there's a possibility, a very strong possibility, that somebody else gets brought in. Last thing I'd say is this. I can't wait for the commissioner, Roger Goodell, to finally pull his head out of something. And figure (laughs) out and figure out that there should be three quarterbacks on the roster at all times, and and and, you know, interesting. Just let that guy be there. So the game. I mean, if Zach Wilson would have gone down for the count, so to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, what are they going to do? They're going to put Randall Cobb in at quarterback, who hasn't had any opportunity at all to do that. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, and it's something Goodell for forty or fifty million dollar salary should figure out.
0: Well, it's interesting because even like in hockey, if you go down to your Second goaltender, you're allowed to call in an emergency backup. There's a guy who literally sits in the press box every mm-hmm. single game, and and for the while it's uh, it's Connor Beaupre, who's the son of Don Beaupre. Uh, he sits there every game and basically almost every home game. And if one of the guys goes down, they can call him in and get him. And he's gotten so far as to getting dressed. Yeah. That is an interesting question, Pete. Why you can't have because it's such a pivotal position. You can't play without a quarterback just like you can't play without a goalie, right? Maybe yeah. you should. Maybe they should have an EBU. Q emergency backup quarterback, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, well, you
2: know, the I, and I keep arguing for the practice squad to be suited up. They yeah. can't play unless they have to play, but they should suit up and that gives you a third quarterback as well. And just have them in their dress, you know, in, in their uniform on the field, yeah. you know, just I mean, it's, uh, it's not that difficult.
0: So if <laughs> we were to have to predict today, really quick, before we head to break, do you think a, we will see Rogers again this season or B, do you think we'll see him at all again? Or is this it?
2: Rodgers is nuts, um, so I, I don't I, – he'll want to play. I don't think they'll let him play. I don't think he'll play this year. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him come right back again next year. And they 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 might even have to bring hard knocks right back to the
0: Jets. I don't know. Don't you think so? Goodness <laughs> yeah. gracious. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back. We got the fast break on the other side of this one. You're listening to The Huddle on E30 WCCO. Let's hit this
1: segment running
0: and gunning. Time for
1: a fast back and forth with Pete and Dave. We're calling Fast Break on the
0: Huddle. Could you could you tell that the my weather screen just went blank when I did the weather forecast? <laughs> no, you you, really you had me convinced. <laughs> See, that's well. what it is. Yeah, yeah my rain confidence.
3: might be sunny. Whatever, just keep going. Well, come on. I mean, you're as accurate as any other weatherman. Doing. <laughs> I was there, about right? to
2: say the 50-50 mark is. You know, it's not that hard to be. Other than,
3: other than, of course, Paul Douglas. He he yeah, gets it. Paul. He gets it right more often. Hundred percent. Uh, all right. Fast right, break, Charles. let's let's yes. start it off. Week one of the NFL season is down. We're obviously into week two now with the Vikings having played Thursday night football. But most teams will be playing their second game today in the next couple of hours. Um, we've seen every team play now. Give me your takeaway, your one big takeaway, non-Vikings that is, from week one in the NFL. Who's first? Pete, let's go with you, go uh, you
0: Pete.
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're you coming to, to me. You get to go first. I, all right, I'm going to tell you this. I think the, the San Francisco 49ers are by far the best team in all of football right now. And it's amazing because they got Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback who has stepped up and suddenly he looks great. He looks the part. And they tore apart the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, on the road to do that, that says a lot to me. And I, I, I look at McCaffrey. I think he's the best player in the game right now. So when you put that all together and that defense, the 49ers are uh, shockingly good.
0: Uh, I'll stick with the NFC North. I will, I'm i going to keep saying this. I think the Lions are a better team. I know that they beat the Chiefs who were hurt and injured and all that good stuff, but I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC North. I know the Packers won, but I still think the Lions, they surprised me a little bit, but I've been predicting the whole time. I think they're going to win the North this year. Well,
3: and Guys, the, how about, how about the
2: Browns? The Bears. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's true. It's, they're
2: still the Bears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How about the Browns beating Cincinnati the way they
0: did? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, Joe uh, Burrow. I mean, if, but yeah. my starting quarterback in fantasy football, oh, by the way. Geez. Thank it's you defensive very much, line,
3: uh, Yeah, it looks, looks as stout as ever. And, uh, you know, yeah. bringing in Zedarius um, Smith, just uh, right. adding to it. I mean, Miles Garrett's got to be up there on your list of best players in the game too, Pete. Oh. I'd imagine he's, yeah. he's got to be uh, near the top, maybe not McCaffrey. But right and, the guy might,
2: and the guy's got this... Great side to him where he might be joining you, Dave, uh, for Herb Albert. I mean, honestly, the guy's got this background of, you know, plays and music and this and that that are so far away from the game of football. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. I love it. I think it's great.
3: All right, Dave, we're gonna stick with football here, but we're gonna go over to the college side. I already talked about the Gophers and I'm making a rule right now. Uh this is this is the Dion mention. No more. This is the okay. one uh, we're, we're not going to talk about him anymore after this. Do you not? But do you not believe? Is
0: that what? Is that the problem? Is do you not but, believe?
3: Well, it, we'll get to that. Right. Uh, we are going to mention him now. It, admittedly, fun game, fun game, Colorado, Colorado sure. State last night. Uh, it was enjoyable to watch. Ninety-eight yard. Uh, drive by Shadur Sanders down to the last minute or so in the fourth. Big comeback, double overtime. To a, to a it, team that was 0-2. Uh, to oh, a bad team, but it, that, I'm not I'm not mentioning that yet. Give me a minute. <laughs> Let me build up to it. Yeah, it was a bad team, but it's a fun game. It's still, it was still fun yes. to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. And after the game, uh, the 24-point favorites, uh, well, they stormed the field. Fans stormed the field for the second mm-hmm. time in three games. uh and they've been, they've been against such bad teams. Colorado <laughs> State's horrible. Nebraska's very yes. bad. Uh, you know, TCU's, TCU's no nothing is, yep. great. And yep. they keep storming the field. Should they be feel embarrassed for storming the field? Should Colorado fans be <laughs> embarrassed? Yes,
0: yes, they should be embarrassed. First of all, you cannot storm the field if you're not the, if you're if you're the favorite. I don't I don't care what happens. I I wondered the same thing. I remember a couple of years ago. This was a while ago now. It was probably two or three years ago, the year that the Gophers went down to Iowa. They were ranked. It was a big deal. Iowa ends up winning uh, at home, and they're the favorite anyway because they're higher ranked. And they storm the field. <laughs> you can't storm the field if you're a favorite. But that is D, the Dion effect. They think they're never – they don't that. care about rankings. They don't – do you believe in us or not? You don't, because you I, didn't. I
3: already uh, regret asking this question, just because you said the Dion effect. I know. I already regret. <laughs> well, it. but, but there's it. two things here. One,
0: this. one, one. Storming the field is stupid. But two, this is from a marketing and money standpoint, the smartest thing Colorado maybe ever did, because they are selling out games. They are t- they are talked about every single week, despite beating teams that they should beat, mm-hmm. and. They are making money. They are on national television all the time. I don't care if they don't win another game this season. Bringing Dion in here was already worth the money for Colorado.
2: I'll tell you what's going to be worth the money for me is to watch them go down like the Titanic. Because, <laughs> and I say that as a guy who I like Dion, I loved that they hired him. I loved what he was doing until everybody started this whole thing about it's the world against us. First of all, yes. nobody's against them. Nobody. Correct. And, and yet, that's their whole mantra, right? And I'm now. so sick of this whole, <laughs> yo, man, they're disrespecting us. You know what? Nobody's disrespecting anybody. They all realize your son is great. This hunter is unbelievable. yes, you've,
0: You you've brought in all your own great players from elsewhere.
2: Right, yeah. 80-plus yep. players you yep. brought in from somewhere else in this dirty free agency world that we mm-hmm. live in in college football now. And oh, by the way, In week one, you outlasted a terrible TCU team that's not the team from last year. In week two, you beat up a Nebraska team that's not very good. They had four turnovers. They were in the game for a lot of it. And Nebraska runs for 220 yards against them, right? Five and a half yards a carry. That's not a very good stat. Then Colorado State, they've got to go to this this lengthy end of the game. Colorado State had four turnovers in the game, three interceptions, and they barely win right oh, three now yeah. yeah so so you look at all of that and you say you know what they've mounted this whole thing then you're bringing the rock in for for uh you know game day and everything uh, mm-hmm. it was so obviously who has no
0: connection that, to colorado by the no, way None. no he's not from at hawaii all. right he, I mean, he
2: played at miami he, yeah, he's from yeah. hawaii and you know all of that and dion played at florida state not miami and mm-hmm. yet all these guys are now there and it you know it's a kumbaya thing I, i'm tired of it already three weeks into the year and i can't wait for them to play oregon usc ucla oregon state washington state and utah because i don't think they can beat any of those guys
3: no <laughs> oregon
0: this week that's the first it, of the right. bunch can yeah. i can i pour a little more fuel on the fire for you guys because i just saw this yeah. yeah guess who's ranked 18th this week in the top 25 Colorado, Colorado.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. double <laughs>
0: overtime against a team that was 0 and two and they are ranked 18 yeah it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't bother
3: me and and having said all this Shadur Sanders looks like a very good player uh he, he's, player. He's, he seems yeah. to make the right decisions all this Although he's,
2: he's- He's drinking his dad's Kool-Aid, too, with that whole disrespect thing and everything. It's tough no tough not to when you grow up guys. in it. I know. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> I,
3: I, out of all the people I blame, I don't blame the kid who grew up in that in, in environment. Did you see uh, uh, Dion ranking his kids from favorite to least favorite? Thank the God. Instagram post? <laughs> uh, no, Sh- I, I, Do you follow three. him on Instagram? No, I but I it's been all him. over. Shadour is number three. Shiloh uh, was down at five, but apparently he's <laughs> moving up the rankings after his big game. Uh, number one, by the way, Dion Sanders, Jr. That is his Are, favorite son.
0: And every family psychologist out there is hitting themselves in the head. Oh what a goodness. terrible thing. What a terrible yeah. thing to do. I mean, you can't even joke about that. love is contingent
3: <laughs> on if you make plays. He's an idiot. I'm sorry. He's an absolute idiot. All right, we'll move on here. We'll move over to baseball. We're done with Dion. We're done. All Thank right. Goodness. Ended it. We're done. <laughs> Twins magic number still at seven. They lost last night. It wasn't a horrible loss. wasn't great, but uh, whatever. Cleveland won again. Who cares? But I think we can pretty much agree that this team is winning the American League Central. We are to that point. We can say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Magic number at seven. Playing some <laughs> bad teams down the stretch. We're okay. We can say it now. Postseason right around the corner. Blue oh, Jays, word, Houston, Texas. Who's who's you know who are they going to play? yet to be seen but what does this rotation look like in the postseason it's kind of gone back and forth we thought oh Joe Ryan was so good in the first half but is he going to be in that three to four man rotation is it Kenta Maeda not going to be in there what does that rotation look like to you Pete
2: you know and it does kind of come down to the the pitching and and, mm-hmm. and how well we can do there because we know exactly what will happen with the hitting. And by the way, we've said it all year. And we continue to say, you know what their their last ten games is, Dave? They're five and five. <laughs> I know that shocks <laughs> you, but, <laughs> but once again, they're five and five. I I like Lopez. I think he's you know, but but between he and Ryan and Ober and, and Gray, I'll, I think we've got some some pitchers who actually can go enough maybe five six innings something like that to keep us in a game it's all a matter of uh you know the the same thing we've been dealing with all the all year though uh and, and it's it's absolutely amazing charlie that we continue to be a team that leads in strikeouts we've done it for the entire year and we're somewhere pretty high up with the mm-hmm. home runs so it's it's all or none. That's what the twins are. And uh, unfortunately, I think that all or none is not going to last long if it's against somebody like a Texas.
0: Yeah. I, I think despite just being 7-7, seven and seven, I'd still say Sonny Gray is probably your number one starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a coin flip to me, Pablo Lopez or Joe Ryan. I, I Lopez has been good at times. Last night he had one really rough inning, but like if I was – Lopez and coming off a 14 strikeout performance and then my team tosses it over after that I'd be pretty mad too that'd be tough to shake off so I think I would go Sonny Gray one probably Lopez two Ryan three and honestly (laughs) Bailey Ober four and then maybe Maeda five I I just so there I mean there's no way they
3: use five in the playoffs right we're looking we're looking at four so do you see Maeda moving to the bullpen I would why not I mean you got him you might as well Use him. I don't know what he'd look like in
0: in a bullpen role, um, and and how that would work for him. He's not a. Maybe he'd be good enough. What do I know? I, I don't know. He, I just he, he he's not one bullpen, of my top four.
3: He had a big bullpen role uh, during the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Uh, then then when yes. He was with
0: yes. Then yes, I I'd, I'd move him there. I also think you could make a case that Louis Varland has has, has done some nice things. Duran. Uh, <laughs> Varlin's set in the beers. bullpen,
3: and, and you've got uh, Brock Stewart also on the yep. comeback. He had a great game in St. Paul yep. uh, the other night, throwing upper 90s, sending him down in order, striking mm-hmm. out two. So he's he's going to be a part of that playoff bullpen, bullpen almost okay. assuredly. Uh, last one for you guys today. We're going back to college football, Dave. Three-plus <laughs> weeks into the season now. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure if there is a team this year that has really separated themselves at this point in the season, normally you see, you know, Georgia winning by 50, uh, you know, over whoever they're mm-hmm. playing or Alabama. I mean, Alabama barely beat USF. They, they have no quarterback. They've tried them all and none of them work. Mm-hmm. Normally you see one of those Georgia's Bama's Clemson's Ohio State, but nobody's really showing up. So my question it seems like the college football field is somewhat leveled. There's still an elite tier, and there's still a middling tier, of course, but there's not that ultra elite, it feels like. Give me your dark horse college football playoff team, and remember, I said no more Dion, Colorado's out.
2: <laughs>
3: I was going to say Colorado, because if they win next week, they they win the whole
0: thing, right? Um, <laughs> well, it's the third
2: national title this year for them. That's a lot I of national I said no titles. more
0: Dion, come on. You oh, didn't. Sorry. Sorry. You didn't believe in him. That's why you didn't believe in him. Uh, you got to trust. You got to go on. Sorry. That's all right. I'll um, I, I it's a tough one, but I would probably I, I'll look at Texas. I just think that they've they haven't had a lot of like really great victories this year, but they're a pretty good team. I mean, if you can beat Alabama, that's pretty good. But then Wyoming, I, I'll why not? Let's just say I, I don't think they'll get it because I think. Uh, I I think that they're always going to look for uh, Georgia or Michigan or, you know, if Alabama wins one more, they'll probably pop them up into the top four, but I'd Mm -hmm. say Texas could be my, uh, could be my dark horse just because they went from 11 to four in a week.
2: All right. I'm going to give you one that will shock you. Uh, I think the PAC 12 is the best I've ever seen them look. Uh, whether it's USC or uh, maybe even UCLA. But may- I- I'm looking at Washington, the Washington Huskies, who are yeah. now 3-0, and who absolutely destroyed Michigan State yesterday. They beat a pretty well-put-together Tulsa team, beat them incredibly. They They just score points, and that mm-hmm. gets very dangerous. Here's the interesting thing about them. That quarterback, Pinx, used to be at Indiana. Yep. He transferred to Washington a couple yep. years ago, and he has been lighting it up ever since. So i I think that's a good dark horse because I don't think anybody's really looking at them at that at this stage yet. But they should be because uh, the Pac 12s loaded. Even that Washington State team is yep. is going to be a amazing team. I think this year with the quarterback situation there. So. Yep. There's a lot out there, and Oregon State with the old Clemson quarterback, who's now just lighting it up as well. You want You want to try to say it? I noticed
3: you said the the, you you gave Penix a name, and then you go (laughs) the old Clemson quarterback. Go ahead, try it.
2: I can't say his name. It's like ukulele or something.
0: (laughs) Uaga Lale. That's right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I'm just happy that I can regularly pronounce uh, Winston Delata Padere's name. So I won't. Uh, yeah, well, you practice it a lot. You know, yeah, you just got quite, quite a no, bit. No, I like
3: yeah. that. I think Penix is the real deal. He's about 27 years old, but yeah. he is the real deal. He's He's been a very good quarterback there. I lied. I have one last question. I'm going Uh-oh. down the street to the bar after this to watch some uh, some NFL football. Do I get the wings or the nachos? Ooh. Uh, if you're
0: asking me, I always go wings. But okay. that's cheese uh, and I don't mix. I have no tolerance for lactose, none at all. <laughs> all right, well that's all I got. That's officially. All right, good deal. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up hour number 1 after this. Welcome back to the huddle. Wrapping up hour number 1 quickly here. Uh so if you haven't heard yet, the USA today is hiring a Taylor Swift reporter. A reporter solely dedicated to Taylor Swift. And it got me wondering what – if there was a band out there that you could become an embedded reporter for, who would it be? Pete.
2: Hmm. I'm going to go with Van Halen.
0: Uh, Can
2: can you imagine following those guys around, the lifestyle (laughs) that they lead, the outrageous personalities they've got, some of the stunts that they pull, the crowded stadiums? I mean – you know, from David Lee Roth to Sammy Hagar, and and running with the devil just sort of says it all. I mean, that's sort of yeah. what you'd be doing, right?
3: That's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one, Charlie. You got one? Yeah. See, I took it as more like, what was your favorite band era, and like mm-hmm. when would you want to be around them? So yeah. I was, I was saying uh, Weezer blue album era, early, early oh. Weezer. I would like to follow <laughs> around because I like them. I don't know that they pay you uh, twenty one an hour. For well, that. maybe they, they would. They, they might have to
0: lower it. Um. They might pay in a different asset. Anyway, yeah. go on. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I mean, it's it's kind of easy. Mine was the Rolling Stones. I mean, oh. can you imagine what life is like mm-hmm. on the road with mm-hmm. Keith, Keith Richards in his heyday? <laughs> and also, how's that guy still alive, which is what really is amazing to me? It's amazing. But that would be fun just to, to live that life for a little while. Holy cow. I don't think I could do it for very long, though.
2: Motley Crue? another good one metallica metallica great
0: all right we'll take a quick break come back hour number two of the huddle you're listening to 830 WCCO.
1: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof